Hello, everyone out there. It is a rather chilly Saturday morning in the city of brotherly love. And welcome to the first episode of the Threes on Fire podcast. I am, of course, Mr. 215, along with my co-host. It's a damn boy. Hey, you got to say that again, brother. I don't think they heard you. Oh, uh, they can't hear me? Hold up. No, they, they can hear you now. They can hear you. Okay, Sadell Boyd here in the building. Okay, and uh, our our third uh, partner, uh, Milton Bolton, unfortunately, uh, had some family obligations he had to deal with. So hopefully for the next episode, we'll have him. But nevertheless, we are going to begin today's podcast and talk about uh, the NBA Finals. Uh, The Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Miami Heat. 106 to 93 in game six of the series. Uh, it is the Lakers 17th overall championship. And of course the conversation uh, throughout the series was about LeBron James. Uh, he finished game six with a triple double. Uh, he had 28 points, 14 rebounds and 10 assists. Uh, he won his fourth NBA finals MVP and he is only second all time as far as finals MVPs to Michael Jordan. And that has begun, you know, I guess where we're going to kick this show off. And uh, we talked about it before we got into this. I didn't really want to have this conversation. I didn't. (laughs) I understand. You know, I I think that the last few days, it's been all over the place. and, And mostly it's been about, you know, the greatest of all time or the GOAT. Now, me personally, I don't have LeBron James in my top five when I include centers on my list. Oh, okay. Uh, now, when I include centers on my list, I don't have LeBron making my top five. Now, when I when I mean when I include centers, I don't have him. When I don't, he's I have him at number four. But I, I just like I don't have him at the top of my list. I don't. I I, I just I don't see it see in him that that alpha mentality to be number one on this list what do you, okay. what, what are your opinions well first i wanted to kind of see what your list was and i kind of wanted to bounce it off uh starting from five we go back and forth down up to number one and then uh then we could go into why lebron where's lebron placed okay Okay, well, now you want my do you want my list including centers or not including centers? Which one do you want? Because I told um, you one without the centers has him in the top five. That's wow. So yeah, I mean, you kind of threw me for a curveball by not having him in the top five. <laughs> but well, well, uh, see, see, and here here's my thing. Here here's my thing. I think when you include centers, you know, yes. centers are like their own special position because. Most centers be extremely dominant. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, we talked about that. Like they they dominate the stat sheet, especially as far as points and rebounds. Right, um, and then they come in on the defensive side with the blocks. Mm-hmm. They could yep. they could totally take over a game, and that's been like throughout the whole history of basketball. Right from from the very beginning, so, they've been the focal point of every dominant team up until the MJ yeah. era. 
Yeah, and I think I think you know there was a, a a mini resurgence of centers being you know dominant for a while. You know, uh, after Jordan retired and you know, like briefly when he came back with the Wizards, because then you had you know you had uh, Shaq, yeah, Shaq, you had Ewing, you had Alonzo Mourning, you had David Robinson. Uh, Tim Duncan is whether, a power forward. I was going to so, say whether or not you want to call Tim. That's that's a whole other debate right there. Whether Tim Duncan is right. truly a power forward or if he was really a center, because I, I, I think he's a power forward. I think he played more power forward than he did center. But you know, getting getting to my list now, the way I have it, uh, let's do is, it with the centers included. Now, now including my centers. Now yes. I went back and forth a little bit on number two and number four and where I would put them. And it's going to sound crazy because they're, they're separated by one person in the middle at number three, who I think is solidly number three, but I think, you can <laughs> argue, I think you can argue one way or the other for number four being number two or number two being number four, one way or the other. So in, in my list with, with centers, I have, yes. uh, I have Kobe number five. Okay. Kobe number five, and I have Kobe number five because I think Kobe basically took the pattern of Michael Jordan's game, uh-huh. and I don't think we've ever seen anyone, you know, especially at that position, have yeah. that killer attitude. Like, right. Kobe didn't just want to beat you. Kobe wanted to tear your heart out. He wanted to, like, he wanted to embarrass you. And I think yeah. that is a, I think that is an attitude in basketball. I wish more players had, like without all that hands shaking and hugging and love fest before and after games. Kobe was just, he was a mercenary. He was there to beat you, go home and come back out and beat you again the next time. Brad. Exactly. Now, uh, now my number four, and again, I, I really struggle with four and two, but. Number four, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, okay. I think Kareem. I think Kareem is probably the most forgotten superstar in NBA history. I think people really underestimate just how great he was. Like this guy was winning MVPs. He was all defense, and you know I mean, he's he's. He's still the all-time leader in scoring. Yeah, in total, in points total. Yeah, exactly. He, he he's by far that guy. <laughs> and I think but, uh, I think I think he he gets. I, I really I really think he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. He doesn't. Kareem does not get the respect that he deserves. And fact is, you know, everyone you know remembers his years with the Lakers and winning championships with Magic. He has a but championship also, with the Bucks. Exactly. With Oscar. So yeah. So I, I think I think that that sort of I think the timeline for a lot of people in remembering Kareem starts with him being a Laker and his early Bucks career like gets lost in the shuffle it, somewhere. It, yeah, it does. I mean, that's what happens now, when you have like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. 20 years in the game, and only like the first mm-hmm. few were in. What uh, Milwaukee? Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> and you know Milwaukee's a you know small small city, yeah. small market. Yeah, 
small market yeah and 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 oh boy you know what i think i think at some point i, I will get into a conversation about the bucks especially this past season and now the possibility that Giannis is might leave leaving yeah so uh, you know i definitely want to have that conversation in another episode now my number 3 guy okay my number 3 guy is the guy who was my favorite player as a kid and that's magic johnson Okay. You know, I I wanted to listen. I wanted to be Magic Johnson. I mean, I was throwing no look passes, and they weren't hitting anybody. Like the the passes <laughs> were going out of bounds. <laughs> you know what I'm but you know, I was playing it. You know, I'd come down and I'd look to the left and I'd throw it to the right, and you know, my coach is like, you know, pointing at me, yanking me out the game because you know I didn't made a horrible turnover and horrible turnover. Know, but, you know. <laughs> But uh, I, I think I think Magic is another one of these game changing guys, you know. Absolutely. And I, don't, and, and I don't just mean on the court. I think you know when. Now I thought about putting Magic and Bird together as one because it's almost like you can't have one without the other, given the importance to the NBA that they brought in a time when you know. NBA Finals games were being tape delayed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when, when you talk about with the just the amount of attention that they brought to the league, you know, basically taking the ball from where Dr. J had it and then them elevating it and then leaving it to, you know, who I have as my number one, you know, right. totally making it more of a global game. You know, I, I, I think Magic definitely – uh, belongs in the top five. Uh, now, my number two, and 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 I think you and I are going to have an argument here. I know we are. I know we are because we talked yeah. about it off the air. But my number two is Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, and, Wilt. And, and my reasoning for having Wilt number two, now I know people will look at, you know, his, his accomplishments as far as winning championships. And yeah. Yeah, Bill, Bill Russell was in his way. Yes. You know, but then again, Bill Russell had the better team. You know, I mean, that Celtics team, look at how many Hall of Famers were on that Celtics team. Well, well, well first of all, with those other Hall of Famers, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't have that much respect for some of those guys. Kuzi, I have a lot of respect for <laughs> okay. individually. But the rest of them uh-huh. dudes kind of like, uh, I don't know, they kind of rode the coattails. And since Bill wasn't really focused on scoring, he kind of let some of those dudes get their points and mm-hmm. kind of like that kind of made some of their numbers better than what it was if if Bill was just out there and just decided he was going to be also a scoring machine. So he was well, very team. He's a very team well, friendly I- player. Even though he was by mm-hmm. far best player on that team, and I think Kuzi comes in a strong second, so they had that you know point guard center uh, duo uh, that really carried. They was the dynamic duo that really carried those teams, and the other guys kind of filled in. And like I said, Bill kind of fell back and allowed his teammates to do their thing while he handled the defensive end. Well, my thing that I always wondered, you know, can you could you imagine if Russell and Chamberlain swapped? teams like it would be it would be almost the complete mirror image of each other because you would have a guy like Wilt Chamberlain 
who would have the better, you know, surrounding pieces around him. But at the same time, here's a guy who, as a center, yeah. as a center, led the league in assists. You know, he, he, he literally woke up one day and said, you know what? I think I'm going to lead the league in assists this year. And he did it. He did. That he is did amazing. That is, that is, that's, that's unheard of, man. Like, this guy is, you know. Now, I know some people's not on Wilt is going to be the era he played in. But Bill also played in that know, same era. Yeah, Bill Bill Russell played in that same era. They're, they're, now, like, somebody's going to say, oh, he was going up against 6'3 centers. <laughs> I don't want to get that extreme, extreme, you know, and then people talking about, you know, he was playing against, you know, your local white boy that worked at the damn supermarket bagging your groceries. No, no. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, no, no. That's a little I, extreme. Yeah, people do take it that yeah, far. Listen, and... You can't put up those kinds of numbers and not be dominant. So to me, individually, Wilt is probably the most dominant force the NBA has ever seen. And I think, you know, when I, when I talk about domination, I think the only person who is second to Wilt when it comes to domination is Shaq. 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 And, and, and I don't have Shaq in my top five. I have Shaq just outside my top five. And again, I didn't want to do top 10 because if I did top 10, like, I know the 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 LeBron maniacs out there would really get pissed off when they see how far how far down I have him. Like you probably got him barely yeah. scraping on the list, nine or ten. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, don't have, I don't have him that far down, but it's like it's like you know this this I don't know what it is, man. Like I don't I, I really like I said I didn't really want to have this conversation, but I was gonna say like. Real quick, I actually did fill out the rest of the top ten, and I have Will. Oh, wow. as, I have your boy Will at six. So, okay, uh, okay. Well, see, Will is just outside your top five. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I don't have. I, I have LeBron a couple of spots outside my top five. Like I, I actually have LeBron eighth. Okay. Okay. If I was doing, if I, I would actually, I actually have LeBron eight because I have Shaq above him and I have Tim Duncan above him. You know, that's, that's we going to have to have a whole segment on LeBron because <laughs> for me, no, 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 no. go ahead. I was going to say for me, he kind of just, just now with the, the latest finals victory, just passed, mm-hmm. surpassed Tim Duncan. And I have a reason for that, but, um, uh, because okay. I had Tim, I had Tim above him too, before okay. this year. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, and I, I don't want to like, and, and I don't want this to turn into to like the LeBron something different. <laughs> but but see, but here's the thing, and I, I wanted this, I wanted this first segment to be about that because yes. I am really sick of this notion that if you don't have LeBron as the greatest player of all time, somehow you're a hater. Somehow you don't like him. And, 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 and I'm really sick of these grown-ass men, you know, <laughs> these LeBron stands who call him <laughs> who call him king. Like, yo, yo, shut up, okay? Shut right. up. Be satisfied with the fact that LeBron, yes, I will give him this. If I was giving him something, I would give him this. He is 
the best player of his generation. By far. There is no, there, there is no denying that. I won't even come close to saying he doesn't belong at the top. <clears throat> you know, the guys that came around from the time he was drafted. You know, he's clearly, he's clearly the best of his draft class. Yeah. And I, res- I, res- I respect the hell out of the fact that here's a guy who from day one had pressure on him to be, you know, among the best. You know, this is a kid who was still in high school on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Not even just among you know, the best, but they were already like putting that weight on his shoulders to be one of the greatest of all time. Chosen, and, 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 chosen and again, one. Yeah, and again, I respect the hell out of LeBron James. And I think, I think for me, you know, when we start talking about the knocks against him, I, I, I saw an article by Rob Parker where he said, you know, we got cheated out of seeing LeBron, LeBron versus Kobe. Him, you know, not not even just LeBron versus Kobe. We oh, I thought he was going there. No, no, we got cheated out of seeing LeBron versus Wade in their prime. Oh yeah, we definitely you know, we got, got cheated, cheated out, out of that too. You know, we and 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 I think for me, you know, for me personally, people are gonna say, "Oh, you know, well, he, you know, changed the landscape of the league because he went to Miami and formed that, you know, that that super team down there." And here's the thing. They get to the finals against Dallas, and this guy completely disappears in that series. Completely disappeared in that series. Okay, they get a young, you know, OKC team the next year. They knock them off. They knock off the Spurs the next year. And LeBron and the the, the Heat lose the next time around to the Spurs Spurs. and the rematch the next year. Right. Here's my thing. Here's a guy who consistently wants to tell everyone where he is among the Greeks. He <laughs> is calling himself the greatest. He is saying he belongs on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. He is, you know, at a at a pep rally for the Miami Heat saying not two, not three, not four. Not five, five. so so (laughs) you 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 opened yourself up for that. You opened yourself up for that, and and you go from that to okay, he goes to back to Cleveland, and his championship in Cleveland is the one championship out of his four that I look at and say, here's a guy who did it in a way no one thought he could. Yeah. You know, they were 3-1 to, to, you know, uh, that was the the Warriors team that went 73-9. and Yes. That was going to be, that was going to be, had they completed the task, that was going to be the, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, greatest team of all time. And they were already being called the greatest team of all time before we even got to the finals. And, and they, 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 you know, bringing Cleveland that first championship, you know, that that said more for his career than his two championships in Miami and even this one in L.A. Oh, yeah. That's his greatest accomplishment. And, 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 and again, again, but 
He leaves Cleveland. He goes to L.A. And, and that first year in L.A., here's – again, here, here's LeBron opening his mouth again. Yeah, playoff mode is activated. They don't even make the playoffs. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, not it's even like, close. Like, not even close. But he, so did, like he did get hurt, though. He did pull his, his he scoring. Did. He did. He did. I, I listen, I get it. He was hurt. He missed some time. He came back. And it's like, you know, he was going to be the white knight. Now, here's my thing. If he had elevated that team to the playoffs, if he had elevated that Lakers team to the playoffs, I think winning the championship this year would have meant a little bit more to me. But yes. it doesn't. And I, and, and I get it. Everybody was saying that it was the Clippers to lose. And the Clippers went out and blew that series against Denver. And I think you knew once it got down to Denver and the Lakers, the Lakers were pretty much going to win the championship because I don't think Boston or Miami had a chance in hell. You know, it's, it's surprising that Miami was able to even pull that series to six games. And shout out to Jimmy Butler as, you know. Big shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. Having, you know, I keep having images of him in a Sixers uniform. <laughs> and Oh, man. He just That hurts. Uh, that hurts. Uh, uh, but oh, but we, we got oh, issues, man. We got man. issues that made Jimmy leave, man. Mainly the head coach that we formerly had. You know, and, and, and I, I, you know, again, again, there are plenty of, of, of NBA topics that I definitely want to get into as we go along because uh, uh, free agency is going to be happening soon. The draft is going to be happening soon, which to me, you know, unfortunately oh, wow. due to the pandemic, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Like this is supposed to be the time when teams were going back for training camp. We're not supposed to really be talking about, an NBA final series ending in the beginning of October. Right. But moving on, moving on to my top five list. I think anybody listening, anybody out there, the number one guy is Michael Jordan. The number one guy is Michael Jordan. He's the greatest basketball player that I ever saw. And, and I say that knowing that I didn't see all of Kareem's career. Right. I didn't see any of Wilt's career. Right. I saw the majority of Magic's career, but I was, you know, I was a little kid when Magic was winning his first couple of championships. Here's my thing about Michael Jordan. And I'm not even going to talk about, you know, the impact that he had on the game as far as the game becoming global. Right. I think what people lose sight of when they talk about Jordan is this. Here's a guy who his first few years in the league had among the greatest teams you have ever seen in the NBA in front of him. Yes. The Boston Celtics of the mid, you know, mid to late 80s. Those guys like, they're, they're, they're some of the top 10 teams was, ever to play in the league. I was going to say even the early 80s. <laughs> yeah. But, well, Jerome was drafted in 84, so I'm, I'm trying to, you know. Oh, you mean as soon as he – the timeline. Oh, you mean talking about yeah, when, when he when first he came in. in the league. Yeah. Oh, oh so, yeah, when he, yeah, yeah, when he came in. in league, so when he came in, their dynasty was already established and in their prime. Exactly. That's where you're so getting you're at. Okay, I got you. 84, 85, you know, uh, 
you know, I, I think people talk about uh, the Bulls losing to the Bucks, if I'm not mistaken, the first time Jordan ever uh, qualified for the playoffs. Uh, I think people need to go back and really look at that Bucks team. I mean, because I think the Bucks are, oh, you know what? The Bucks are almost like the saddest story in the <laughs> 80s as far as the NBA is concerned because the Bucks had like like the Bucks had it on both sides of things because here's the thing if they knocked off Boston they had to play Philly right if they knocked <laughs> off Philly they had to, to play, play Boston, Boston. <laughs> so you know the, the Bucks I mean the Bucks were among you know a very very good you know Eastern Conference, right? Where you know that was uh, Boston and Philly were at the top. That was uh, that was Sydney Moncrief teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I think people forget just how tough. Well, you know, another team that another team that kind of had it hard in that era was um, mm-hmm. also Atlanta with Dominique. <laughs> Man, oh my goodness! Listen, he- that that if if, if 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 you haven't seen it. <laughs> In full, you gotta watch that game when him and Larry Bird went at it. It's it's a, it's, it's probably one of the greatest like individual playoff battles. Battles, yes. That era because it was like Bird would come down and hit a big shot, and Dominique would come down and hit it. Like, it was it was back and forth, man. And 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 I think Atlanta, I would have had Atlanta underneath Milwaukee. In yeah, that just era. maybe slightly. It's just slightly underneath Milwaukee in that area. But they were kind of in I that think, same again, boat. <laughs> yeah, close, close enough. I think they were in that. I think Milwaukee was in that first tier, you know, where they could beat Philly or Boston, but they couldn't beat Philly and, and Boston. Boston. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then I think, you know, right under there, then you start having the teams like, you know, uh, like Cleveland – like Detroit was for a while before they, you know, ascended up. Right. Uh, and then Atlanta. Right. But, you know, here's the guy again. You know, Jordan did not have a, a great supporting cast around him, you know, that first year. And I think that's known, you know, all over. He did not have a very good team around him. And he somehow, as a rookie, got that Chicago team to the playoffs. Again, they got bounced by Milwaukee. The very next year, uh, in 86, they lose to who we arguably have just said is one of the greatest teams in the history of the league. They lost to the 86 Celtics. That won the championship that year. I think if you talk to people around basketball, they would tell you that that Celtics team is probably top five greatest teams of all time. Yeah, if you talk and to a Celtics fan, they're going to say that's the greatest team of all time. Um, of course. <laughs> and I would think, you know, and, and I would say at that point, you know, at, at that point of 86, you know, without the ability to, you know, look forward at other historic teams that were coming, I think you would go at that 86 team at that point and say they were at the very least one of the best three teams of all times when you talk about the uh, – of uh, the the Lakers, uh, I think it was the 72 Lakers and the 66, 67 Sixers. 
right. you would have said that those three teams and then maybe maybe the 83 Sixers would have been in that mix too. So th- that Celtics team would have been somewhere in that four, three, four range among the greatest teams of all time. But that is who Jordan lost to. People make it seem like he lost to a bunch of like nobodies that were playing for the Celtics. Right. Yeah, and, then, and then, of course. He basically lost then, to, for, for that time, the mm-hmm. same. It's like LeBron losing to KD and the Warriors. It just, he wasn't going to win. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can compare it. You can compare that. But even, even, even when I get to that point, right? Even when I get to that point, you know, I think that it was more, much more even that Cleveland team and that, you know, Golden State team than we're talking about Jordan no, in no. His, the early stages of his career against that Boston team. Because I think that Boston team knew, hey, let this guy do whatever he wants. You understand what I'm saying? He yeah. cooked that Celtics team for 63 points in the Boston Garden. He cooked them. But here's the thing. We celebrate that and say, oh, he cooked the Celtics and he had 63 points, but the Bulls still lost. Got swept. <laughs> because that was, that was the mindset then. Let Jordan do his thing. His other supporting cast guys aren't good enough. Yeah. Now, I know the argument that people against Jordan like to make. And the argument that people against Jordan like to make is the Scottie Pippen thing. Do people even understand Pippen and Jordan went through those battles against the Pistons together? Pippen wasn't some big name free agent dude who was already established in the league. Chicago saw him, signed him, and then he teamed up with Jordan. No, those two dudes were both getting their asses kicked by the Pistons. And and, and if you look at if you look at the uh, Pistons thirty for thirty, their bad boys thirty for thirty. The thing that they said, and it's true, once they realized their mind games were no longer going to work on Jordan because he was now mentally and physically tough enough to deal with it, they focused their attention to Scottie, Scottie Pippen. Pippen. Yeah. So again. Jordan and Pippen grew together. They grew together. So, you know, I don't think that's a knock against Jordan because him and Pippen grew together. They were organically built. That Chicago team, that first three-peat was organically built. They didn't go out and and try to build some super team. And, again, if you look at it, right, Right. Jordan, Pippen, I'm going to ask you right now, who's the third option? on those Bulls teams from 91 to 93. Wow. Well, I, I guess Horace Grant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Horace Grant was like a, a – I don't even think he was an all-star. He might have made one all-star so just off of the strength of the – I think he made the – Just off I of the strength of – I think he made the all-star of, team in 94. Oh, you know what? And then he was with the Magic by then. No, no, he was no, still. He was no, still he was still with the Bulls. With the Bulls. Think, he was still with the Bulls. I think that first. I think that first year Jordan left. He was still with the Bulls. Grant became an all. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so my thing is like again. Yeah. So he wasn't even quite All Star level yet when they was winning. No. Right. No. 
No. And 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 of course everybody the second three peat, you know, uh they had Rodman. They bring in Rodman. All right, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But here's the here's the thing about Rodman, though, right? Rodman had one job: rebound. That's it. <laughs> well, play defense. defense, defense, and rebound. Right. That's it. He was not an offensive option. So I'm gonna ask you this: Who was the third offensive option on the Bulls from '96 to '98? That would be Tony Kukoc, the sixth man. <laughs> See. And he's not even the starter. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because I was gonna actually, I was gonna actually piggyback off of what you was about to say on Rodman, but you beat me to it because I was gonna say basically with with Rodman on the court, you playing four on five offensively. Yep. <laughs> so MJ kind of had to compensate for Rodman's lack of scoring. And the crazy thing is, right? The crazy thing about Rodman is, I think if you put Rodman in today's game. You know, Rodman is averaging, you know, 20, 23 rebounds a night. And if he's putting the ball back up, Rodman's averaging, you know, at least 18. I mean, Rodman could be an 18 and 20 guy in today's league. I think so. You know, with the way. Oh, absolutely. Well, the thing is, absolutely. He, he has such a non-scoring mentality. That I don't think he would. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would get that many points unless they was consistently following him <laughs> and sending him to the line. See, see, just, just you know, because you know they got a hacker, a hacker player mentality too. Yeah, right. Good point. Good point. So he, but I, I think, I think you know. Go ahead. So he might be able to. I would say maybe pull ten to fifteen points just off of the strength of that. But he doesn't – I don't think he has mm-hmm. enough of a scoring mindset to get to that almost 20, just not quite. Man, if he did, man, if he did, if he had that kind of mindset, Rodman could probably he – could, he could come close to a 2020 season. He, he could. could. He could come close in today's league because especially when you talk about a team that spaces the floor and shoots a lot, you're looking at a lot of offensive rebounds for that guy. Oh, yeah. But – but you know, all right. Now we, we give me your top five. All right. So my top five is starting at number five, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Number four, Bill okay. Bill Russell. Number mm-hmm. three, Kareem. Number two, mm-hmm. Magic, and number one, of course, the goat, okay. MJ. Okay. See now. All right now. I need you to like. How do you have Russell in your top five? And Bill Russell is. <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me your qualifications for Bill Russell being. In now, your see, top five. you had that man named Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> what was he number two right. on your list? Uh, yeah, I have Wilt number two. And again, I told you, I was I was ping ponging back and forth between Kareem and Wilt being number two. Right. Between Kareem and Wilt. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. The one man standing in Wilt's way of championships <laughs> was Bill Russell. Uh, and, and yeah, good point. And Bill and Bill not only beat him out in uh, obviously the championships because he beats everyone out in championships. Uh going mm-hmm. eleven and one in the finals. <laughs> I mean, more rings than fingers. Uh he also he yeah. also beat uh Wilt out as in he has uh, 
five MVPs compared to Wilt's four MVPs. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know what? You know, looking at it, yeah, I, I would say I can respect Bill Russell being in that top five. I'm not and, like it's not a it's not a guy that I can say no, he doesn't belong in there. You know, but I, I definitely wanted your explanation. <laughs> And it's it's just the winning. Think, think the it's, thing, it's just the winning, yeah. even though he more often than not did have the better team. But I, like I said, I don't respect mm-hmm. so much uh, the individual efforts of some of them other guys outside of Kuzi. <laughs> so I don't really think, I don't really <laughs> think it was, I don't really think it was as lopsided as far as teammates go <laughs> as uh, it's been made the scene. He just had the slightly better team overall each time when you start going player for player and uh i think i think the thing i hear people say is all right well it was just an 18 league back then i i can't like i can't really hold that against no actually i I would think that would kind of make it harder yeah because there's no you know the the talent pool is shorter it's shorter so teams should have better talent man for man than once you start expanding. Them. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, I think I heard someone who explained they're not against Jordan being the greatest of all time, being, well, the league expanded twice. During his time. While he was in the league. Because, because they added Charlotte, Miami, uh, Orlando, Minnesota, and then Toronto and the well, Grizz- let me say something to that. All right, go ahead. Um, those expansion teams have nothing to do with playoff teams. They didn't expand the playoffs. So just like good point, just like MJ trashed those teams in the regular season, all the other playoff teams trashed those teams in the regular season until they <laughs> until they got good. Because I know until they got- yeah. So I mean, unless you expand in the playoffs as well. That that holds no weight yeah, for no, me. I don't think I don't think it matters. I, I I really didn't think that mattered. I think it wasn't until uh, it wasn't until the two thousands that the first round of the playoffs got expanded from five games to seven games. But they didn't add any extra teams. It was still a eighteen play. Yeah. So. All right, so listen, man, I think that, you know, I think that I've made some people very upset with me right now because I said LeBron is not the greatest of all time. I fully expect, you know, to get all types of comments in my direction. And truth be told, I really don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well, let me say something, too. Let, let me say something, too, because those but, same LeBron fans are going to be mad at me for having him as low as five. And then I'm going to catch I'm going to catch flat. I'm going to catch flat. I don't even have him. Huh? I don't have him. I know, but so I'm but that's gonna, what I'm saying. I'm gonna catch more. But you already you laid it out so perfectly at the beginning. How if right. if LeBron is anything less than basically number two or number one, then they mm-hmm. ready to come to your house and burn it down with you inside. Listen, <laughs> man. It'd be, just, it'd be just like that scene from the Simpsons movie when the whole town of Springfield had the, 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 uh, the torches and everything walking towards the pitch yeah. Yeah, like, They got the pitchforks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, this is a down but, but real quick, right? also, listen, listen, before you go to the next thing, 
I got I'm gonna have to defend myself uh, against the Kobe fans because I know Kobe fans are like, yo, really? Kobe, Kobe ain't in your top five. <laughs> and uh, Kobe got yeah, I think Kobe fans are more yeah. diehard than LeBron fans on some levels. No, 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 no. No, let me explain something to you. There are three levels of like fans that it's almost like throwing meat to a pack of rabid dogs. <laughs> it's Trump supporters, Beyonce fans, LeBron fans. <laughs> Those three right there. In, in that order, you say one thing wrong, my man, just, just it's like you got to say it and then exit the room quickly before they catch you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, listen. Um, you know, we will be right back with our second segment on the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, you know, the two haters in the room. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back to talk about the <laughs> NFL. Okay, and we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. And, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, we have turned off about uh, a quarter of our viewing, or should I say listening audience. <laughs> with, <laughs> More with, like with, 90% with, of them. <laughs> With the LeBron uh, uh, slant in our first segment, but uh, let's let's move on to the National Football League and the Cleveland Browns. I I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. Uh, the yeah. Cleveland Browns are four and one, and they're four and one for the first time uh, since 1994. Now you want to okay. venture to take a guess at who their head coach was back in 1994. No idea. How about the one and only Bill Belichick? Oh, wow. Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns in 1994 when they started 4-1. They are headed to 4-0 Pittsburgh this week. And believe this or not, I actually, you know, went through and I wanted to see something you know, just as far as how much success Cleveland has had against Pittsburgh, period. And, uh, you know, I know that I know that since the Browns came back to the league in 99, like they have very, like, little to no success against Pittsburgh at all. And, right. and given the fact that since that, the Browns have only qualified for the playoffs once since coming back to the league in 99, and I actually was watching something uh, on uh, YouTube about the history of NFL stadiums. The Brown Stadium is the only stadium to never hold a playoff game of any sort since it opened in the entire wow. league. The only stadium. Now, that, that doesn't count the, you know, the new stadiums uh, that just opened this year. Every yeah, yeah, stadium of course. Existence right now, except for the new ones, have hosted at least one playoff game since 1999, uh, or well, period, because the Bills haven't had a home playoff game uh, since, jeez, uh, I can't remember when it was. It might have been 93-ish, I want to say. Bills yeah, I was going to say, back in those early 90s when they, you know, went to the uh, oh, Super Bowl four times. Bowl. <laughs> oh. but, so. but I looked it up. But, I, again, I looked up to see, you know, 
one, how much success the Browns have had against Pittsburgh, period, point blank, and how much success the Browns have had in Pittsburgh. Now, this, this, is, this is probably the most ridiculous stat I've seen in a long time. The Browns, since 1990, so we're going back 30 years, and this includes the original iteration of the Browns, before they became the Ravens and then all that again. The Browns are 2-24 and 24 in Pittsburgh since 1990. Oh, wow. <laughs> they have not won. They have not won in Pittsburgh since their inaugural season in 99. That is the last time they beat the <laughs> in Pittsburgh. So, a lot of history on the line coming up this Sunday. A lot of I, history. You know, I think, you know, once we get to, you know, our final, well, well, no, not our final segment, but once we get to our, our, our pick segment, uh, I, I, got a, I got a big surprise for you when we get to our pick segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I thought you was about to transition straight into the picks off of that. No, 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 no. I, I listen. I, I'll get to that. Believe me, you're, you're not. You're not going to believe this one. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the Jets. What a what a what a shit show uh, in New York. The Jets are and the Giants for that matter. Yeah, the, the Jets and Giants. You know what? The entire. No. Of well, no, no, not New York. See, see and I'm not going to do that. No, 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 not the state, just the city. <laughs> no, not even the city. They play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay, East Rutherford, New Jersey is now the city of sadness. The Giants and Jets are both with five, but but I, I want to talk specifically about the Jets because the Jets they're openly tanking. There's no way in the world you're going to convince me that they are actually trying to put a competitive team out there on the field. I don't believe it. And you, you, they released Le'Veon Bell this week, uh, who ended up signing with the defending champion Chiefs as if Patrick Mahomes needs another offensive another weapon. weapon. Um, you know what? I'm, they're going to finish 0-16, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll, listen, say right now. I'll say it right. right now. Jets are going 0-16. Listen, this go this how terrible it could be. Because the Giants could be 0-16 right along with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it could happen. It could happen, but again, <laughs> it could truly just, happen. The whole the again, whole city, the whole city of New York might not see a football, well, East Rufford or wherever they play at, might not see a professional <laughs> football win. This season right, from now, either team. Now, now here's the thing, and that's another one I'll get into. I'll get into that when we start talking about picks as far as the Giants are concerned. But I am so oh, glad. No. I am listen, I am so glad you brought the Giants up because let's talk about the NFC lease. Yeah, let's talk about it. Easily the worst division in the National Football League. Now, here you have the Dallas Cowboys in first place 
under 500. They're two and three. They're just coming off of a, you know, closer than expected win against the Giants. But it was a game that's a win, but a loss because Dak Prescott's uh, season is over. Um, yeah, just the classic win the battle, but lose the war. Yeah, and, and and it was it was real real tough to watch. I actually was uh, watching the game with my brother, who is a Dallas Cowboys fan. You know, you, you can't choose family. Which <laughs> man, I was gonna say, which brother is this? He listen, hey. listen, listen. But uh, we were watching it, and and Prescott gets rolled up, and you kind of knew immediately that something was wrong. Like it, it looked like initially it looked like his shoe had like come off his foot and was a little twisted. And then you look at it again and it's like, oh shit, that's not his shoe. That's his entire <laughs> foot. Whole foot. Yeah. You know, and it was, you know, and, and I make no bones about it. I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And for anybody expecting me to do some homerism on this podcast, you can just clear that out of your mind. I'm not going to do that at all. I'm going to sit here and tell the absolute truth. But Prescott being hurt sort of changes the dynamic in the division now. Now, granted, Dallas has a veteran quarterback in Andy Dalton behind center, but Andy Dalton is not that Prescott. You no, know, there's a reason. At this point. There's a, no, and there's a reason why you're a backup quarterback. You're a backup quarterback because your days of a start as a starter are pretty much over, and you're there in emergency situations, and that's what he's there for. Uh, the Eagles, as I just mentioned, they are oh gee, a half a game out of first place with a one, three, and one record. Yes, right? <laughs> you know they. Uh, <laughs> Furious comeback attempt in Pittsburgh, and then uh, Jim Schwartz, who right now is looking like the dumbest defensive coordinator in the NFL, doesn't adjust. Uh, Chase Claypool, who had been killing the defense all day, is left one-on-one against a linebacker. A linebacker. And, you know, that's it. Game over. Steelers hold on to win, uh, dropping the Eagles to 1-3-1. and Uh Washington football team. Now, I want to sit here and make jokes about their name, but they beat the Eagles. So <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing. And as it stands right now, it's their only win of the season thus far. Uh, they benched Dwayne Haskins. And I listen, I'm a firm believer if you have a young quarterback, struggles or not, you need to keep him in there. Yes. Keep him in if you're saying he's the guy, let him be the guy. You win, you lose, it's on him. The moment you pull him, I don't know how you go back to him. You can't. I don't know how you go back to him. And uh, unless, know, unless injury forces you to. And, and here's the thing. Uh, in last week's game, uh, Kyle Allen, uh, who was named the starter, gets hurt. Alex Smith comes in. And Alex Smith's, you know – journey to get back onto the field has been nothing short of remarkable. Uh, I watched the uh, E60 feature they had on him. Just the way his leg looked. Yes. After all of the surgeries that they had to give him, 
just for him to even be able to, you know, function regularly with his regular one thing, you know, getting back on the field, you know, if, even if he does nothing else this year, he's, he's automatically the comeback player of the year just for even being able to take a snap under sender and his first snap, he gets sat and, you know, football team loses yet again. And now the giants, as, as you brought up, the giants are, uh, Oh, and five, but yes, they have, they have a top five defense, a top 10 defense in the league. It's their offense. Their offense is number 30. <laughs> Wait, Minnesota hold up. They're, they have a top, you said a top 10 defense, top 10 defense. Wow. In the bottom three, as far as offense is concerned. And uh, it's so bad that I didn't realize that their defense was top 10. That's how that's terrible. Exactly. Exactly. So they, they must have been losing some really close games and their offense wasn't putting anything on the board. Uh, I will say this. I will say that I think right now uh, it's still Dallas's division to lose. I think Dallas is in, you know, the better position right now, the Eagles schedule coming up. Now they, they will get a little bit of a, I don't want to say break because divisional games are always toss ups, but they'll get a bit of a, you know, I mean, when you look at this division, ease though. Up a bit. yeah, they'll get a little bit of an ease up because after the Ravens, they get uh, the giants twice with uh, Dallas, uh, on Sunday night football sandwiched in the middle of that. So I think those three games are going to determine who's in the driver's seat in this division. But then again, you never know because it could end up like last year where, you know, one team has it, another team has it. And then the third team jumps up at the end to take it. Oh, and uh, back to the jets real briefly. The reason why I said they, they play Miami this week and, if they don't win this game, <laughs> if they don't win this game, they're going 0-16. And I don't think they're going to win this game. I'm telling you right now, listen, live on air, you understand, I will make a public apology to the Jets and their fan base if the Jets win a game, okay? If they win a game, I will publicly apologize to the Jets organization, their head coach, and their fan base. If the Jets win a game this year, I don't think it's going to happen, though. Uh, they they are horrible. They are absolutely horrible. They are. So let's get it. Uh, let's get it. They do our, have Miami twice, though. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, they get two listen, cracks at the it. They get two cracks at it. They get, they, listen, <laughs> they get two cracks at Miami. And here's <laughs> if they don't win in Miami, because this week's game is in Miami. If they don't win in Miami, <laughs> They will not win a game this season, all right? I'm, okay, we, we roll, see, you're rolling with it, all right? We, we will see the third team in NFL history go 0-16. And, and, <laughs> well, just... and we will subsequently see the fourth team also if, if uh, the Giants can't beat the Washington football team out of the two cracks they have at them. All right, so so that takes us into our uh, our weekly picks. Uh, 
And I actually have I actually have Milton's fantasy picks for you. But uh let's go, let's go I'm gonna go into the game picks and once again, thanks Milt for getting your picks in. Hopefully you make the next episode. Uh Milton's picks, here they are, his lock for the week. He has the Packers over the Buccaneers, and I think you and I kind of figured that was coming because Milton's a Packers. Fan. We already know. All right. Now, here it is. Milton's 50-50. He is taking the Browns over the Steelers this week. Okay. That's his that's his 50-50. Oh, hold on. Let me, so that goes let me, back at let me let me make sure I saw that right. Hold on. I want to make sure I saw that right. He Yep, he picked the Browns. He sure did. He picked the Browns to beat the Steelers. I wanted to make sure I got it right because I didn't want to say his pick and he was wrong. I was wrong for what he has down here. He has the Browns beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh this week. <laughs> See, he should have saved that for his upset pick. <laughs> well, no, I have his upset pick, and his upset pick is the Philadelphia Eagles over the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, uh, he said he tried to. I don't, know, I don't know if I called it an upset, but, you know, it – well, given the records, yeah, it probably would be an upset. Uh, and and going to uh, Milton's fantasy picks for this week, uh, his number one quarterback is Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. His running back is David Montgomery. His wide receiver is Devontae Adams. His tight end is Robert Tanyan. And, you know, again, Packers fan, he went with uh, a Packer at receiver and tight end. Uh, and his flex is Calvin Ridley. Again, uh, you guys can take that as you wish. You know, we don't, you know, condone gambling, but there are Milton's fantasy picks, and, you know, he hasn't shut up about winning the fantasy football championship last season. He's still running off at the mouth about it, but. Yeah, well, what are the you title's going to be, title's gonna be <laughs> vacant come next year, so. <laughs> Listen, when you win the championship, you can talk all you want. So all we can do is take it. I mean, I guess I um, mean you could have fired back Adam since you was the very first champion. Nah, and I told him. Listen, I got a, I got a, I got a <laughs> uh, banner hanging from the ceiling. You know, I, I've won a championship. Uh, you know? I know what that. You know, most of the time Milton's been under five hundred anyway. Right. So. Well. I think well at least at least he came from those those drags to actually becoming champion. Unlike me, the Buffalo the Buffalo Bills of the league. Yeah, you're a Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you you're Mr. Run, man. Yeah, you gotta finally get one. I, I have to. <laughs> and just like every year, I thought this was gonna be my year, so no, I, I I knew when when I woke up late and missed like a third of the draft, I knew I was sunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 just trying not to end up in the basement again. That's that's it. I'm just trying to like if I can finish 500. <laughs> yeah, you you fine with that? <laughs> I'll take your it. team is Listen, I'll take your team it. is all right though. No, 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 my team stinks, man. My team stinks. Like I have a couple of I have a couple of okay players, but overall. Like my defense gave me negative points last week. Like, it was just bad. But anyway, my 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 picks for this week, uh, my lock, I have the Titans over the Texans, and you want to talk about shit shows. Uh 
<laughs> Houston's been like since before training camp making some of the weirdest, dumbest, like nonsensical decisions any team has ever made. How do you trade your number one receiver for a broken down, busted running back who hasn't seen, you know, any quality like performances in years? Like three years. Years. It's been like three years, and, 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 and the life and the lifespan now. of a running back is about three years. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> about three years. And, and here's the worst part about it. Now, now people would say, "Okay, things are going bad. Tank, try to get a high draft pick." Nope, can't do that because their first round pick in the next draft belongs to the Miami Dolphins because of the Laramie Tunsil trade. The, the Texans are like. They're going to be bad for at least the next two, three years. Now, my 50-50 pick. Now, we sat here and we laughed and we joked about the Giants not winning a game. Well, I have the Giants beating Washington this week. And I, where I, where I, are they I playing at? That I have no idea where this game is. Parking lot. The They're playing in parking Washington. lot. All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think I think the Giants did some things last week that show that they are getting better. And if there is one team that they can beat, <laughs> it's the Washington. It's it's Washington. Washington just, you know, Washington looked horrible last week against the it's, it's, And is Alex Smith starting? No, they're going back to Kyle Allen, but oh, you know, Alex he? Smith is definitely. Listen, he's he's good to go this week. Did he get a concussion? Here's my thing. Don't nah, he cleared concussion protocol. Man. Here's my hmm. thing. Don't don't expect Allen to be in there that long. I'm telling you, by halftime, Alex Smith Shall return. is going to be back back in the game. And it's not gonna matter. Like it's not gonna matter. He didn't do anything last week. He's not gonna do anything this week. Oh no, that's... Washington is no, you done already called it. That's comeback player of the year, Alex Smith. About to, <laughs> he about to come in there. No, he, he about to come in there and get 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 them two more wins, no, and both listen. those wins gonna be against the Giants. Listen, <laughs> I said he was comeback player of the year because he's on the field. I didn't say he was gonna do anything once he gets there. All right, and my upset, and I really listen. I went. I was really looking hard for an upset. And I'm gonna take the Falcons to beat the Vikings this week. I mean, I don't know why, uh, I don't know how, but I think the Falcons are gonna get that, get their first win of the year. All right, I'm gonna let you have that. That that would be an upset. I mean, that would be an upset. That would be an upset. So yeah, I mean the Falcons. I mean that's that's going way out on the limb right there. They, 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 they run the same type of shit show as the Texans. Do you understand, like, never in the history of football had a team blown games the way that they did in back-to-back weeks? Like, if I'm not mistaken, they had, like, they had 17-point leads, at, at least a 17-point lead two weeks in a row, and both weeks they blew it in the fourth quarter. And the unbelievable game against Dallas when 
11 guys are watching a football roll past the line <laughs> for an onside kick. You're the receiving team. And Receive am, the ball. Listen, <laughs> I've seen a lot of dumb plays in sports. <laughs> Them standing watching that ball roll is now the dumbest play I've ever seen any sport in my entire life. Like, how do you not know the rule? It's basic <laughs> rule. You can touch the ball at any point. They sat there and watched it and let the Dallas player recover that onside kick. But that being said, not only I that, they though, they, it's even worse than that. <laughs> They they huddled okay, they huddled around the ball though. It was like it was like should we get it? Should we not get it? Should should, should we get it? Uh, they're kicking the ball to you. Get the ball. <laughs> and the Dallas and the player from Dallas comes sliding in like <laughs> right in the middle and, of all and of snatches and snatches victory. <laughs> and they all had that same. They all look dumbfounded face like they couldn't believe what they had just done. They deserve – listen, they deserve to lose that game. But here's the thing. The Falcons have been – I don't think and, – and I know they made the playoffs in that span, but I don't think they've recovered from losing that Super Bowl. No, they haven't. I, I think they were, they were that close. And, yeah, they, they did win a playoff game the very next year. And, you know, then they come to Philly. And even when you break down that game, they had a chance to win. And you have a fullback on the field the last play when you're trying to get the ball to Julio Jones. You might as well have just hung a sign around Julio Jones's neck that said, this is where we're throwing the ball. Exactly. Like, you telegraphed the whole thing. So I, I just – like it's – uh, I don't. I don't know if the Falcons. I don't know how long it's going to take the Falcons to recover from that. And I, I feel bad. Hopefully, never. I don't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> well, we know why you feel bad for him at all. You're exactly. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Where you pick that for the week? Who you got? Okay, so, I mean, man, you picked the. Uh... All right, let's go with my lock. The lock is the lock is easy. Right, it's, it's, it's 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 um. Aaron Rodgers destroying Tom Brady and them. So Packers over Bucks. Wow. Okay. 34 to 20. Okay. And then my are oh, you coming with scores, man. You you were definitely prepared for this one today. <laughs> I mean, I'm in there. Uh my 50-50 okay. is uh my my mm-hmm. Panthers over the Bears. Mm-hmm. 23 to 16. Mm. Okay. It's gonna be tight, but but we go we go score just enough, just enough to pull that out. Okay, uh, as long as we could keep Khalil Mack from <laughs> from from sacking Teddy Bridgewater a handful of times. That should be a pretty. Good, I, I I like your score there. I do think that's gonna be a pretty defensive. Game. Yeah, and then see, I was gonna go with the ultimate upset of, of Browns over Steelers. I'm gonna okay. pick another upset since you got the Titans. Uh, but you, you can now nah, you can call that an upset. If you have the Browns over the Steelers, that's definitely an upset given the history of it. Yeah, but uh, but you got a different. Oh, you got another one. All right, what's the other one? What you well, got? see, you had this as a lock, but I had the Texans 
over okay. the Titans, 23 to 20. Oh, there we go. Oh, so you think the Titans are going to win this week? <laughs> Texas are going to beat the Titans. Oh, that's the that's an upset. All right, hold on. Hold on, let me let me see. I should have had my pen ready for this, and I don't know why I didn't. Where's my? I got 18,000 different pens in here, and I can't find none of them when I need it. <laughs> all right, so <clears throat> all right, so you have your 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 lock is the Packers over the Bucks. Yes. Right? All right, and you said you're 50-50. Who you got in your 50-50? My pen. My you got, you got the Panthers over the Bears. Over over Nick Magic Bears, uh-huh. <laughs> and your your upset your upset is the reverse of my lock. You have yes. the Texans over the Texans Titans. over the Titans. My man Deshaun about to pull a miracle. Uh huh. All right, I want to make sure I got this down because I want to revisit this next. Uh, week. This is, it might it might be terrible. <laughs> nah, listen, I think. I think you. I think you're gonna hit that pack in, uh, against the Bucks game. Uh, that Panthers game. Yeah, I don't know what you think about picking the Texas. To beat hey, the you Titans. said upset, right? Did you see? Did you see what Derrick Henry did to Josh? Oh, Norman? did you, oh, did oh, you hey. see the way? He <laughs> man. Like, I thought it was bad last year when he turned Earl Thomas into a legion. <laughs> but he just – he shoved Josh Norman into a meme, man. That's 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 just cold, man. <laughs> like, that's a grown He's man. He's a grown like, man. Go for, for real. Go for his – listen, dear NFL football players, stop trying to tackle Derrick Henry high. Go for his legs or he will embarrass you. True okay. story. You heard it. You heard it from me first. You, right. you so better listen, off uh, if he, you better off ahead. if he decide to hurdle you. Go low, and if he decide to hurdle you, yeah. Listen, yeah. Listen, listen. I'd rather be hurdled than than man. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> you can you can easily recover from somebody hurdling. <laughs> somebody turning you into their personal little bitch. <laughs> Is going to be very difficult. I mean, how is he, how is he right. supposed to explain that to his children? No, you can't even <laughs> listen. Like, your son is hanging Derrick Henry posters on the wall now. You're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. <laughs> All right, listen, listen, we're going to take one final quick little pause and we'll be back with some quick hits and any other thoughts you want to get out there. Uh, once again, you are listening to the Three Zone Fire podcast. All right, and we're back with the Three Zone Fire podcast. Uh, Irving Henderson, along with Sadell Boyd, once again. Uh, final segment, just going to run through these quick little hits for you. Uh, tonight, you have uh, the American League Championship Series, Game 7, the Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Astros have actually come back from a 3-0 deficit to force Game 7 tonight. I thought before we went on air, I would be previewing the World Series. Guess not. The Astros are the first team to come back from a 3-0 deficit to force a Game 7 since the 2004 Red Sox. The Red Sox went on to win the World Series that year. If the Astros do it, 
All the haters will be silenced and the trash can talk will be done. Uh, the Atlanta Braves face the Los Angeles Dodgers in game six of the National League Championship Series. Oh, wait, uh, just the American League Championship Series uh, game seven is going to be played at eight o'clock on TBS. Uh, the NLCS game six will be on FS1 at 430. Uh, Will Smith, pitcher for the Braves, gave up a home run to Will Smith of the Dodgers. That has got to be the first time in any sport where two players with the same name faced off against each other. Uh, boxing, 10 o'clock ESPN, Vasily Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. Uh, Lomachenko has three title belts. Teofimo Lopez is the IBF champion. Uh, the All the titles will be on the line. I'm going to take Lomachenko to win that by decision. Uh, college football, the biggest matchup tonight, SEC matchup between the Georgia Bulldogs, who are ranked number two, against the number three Alabama Crimson Tide. There was some concern whether or not this game would be played. Uh, Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, contracted uh, COVID-19. However, uh, he was able to uh, test negative the last few days. Uh, before we went on air, he tested negative again. So it is possible that he will be coaching Alabama from the press box and not on the field, given the concerns of him possibly still being contagious. Oh, boy, that was <laughs> that was rough, man. Trying to get that out of yeah. the ass. Uh, Want to send a special shout out to Eric Banks. Thank you for the support this week. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel called Dope. He's already done two episodes, so if you get an opportunity, check him out. Uh, Ronald Glover uh, with his standing eight ring wear and training apparel. Uh, you can check him out on Instagram at standing eight ring wear. That's all one word. Uh, check him out. He has, uh, has some hoodies that look pretty damn good. Uh, I think I'm going to get me a couple of those when I get an opportunity. Again, uh, I'd like to get him on uh an episode to discuss, uh, I guess, to discuss sports and discuss his apparel. And uh, Gary Schultz, uh, we spoke about him uh, off the air. Uh, Gary Schultz has a book out, uh, Cincinnati's Basketball Royalty. Uh, Uh, so down any uh, any out there? No, um, I think that's it for the day. All right. Well, once again, we would like to thank you for checking us out. The premiere episode of the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, for our co-host Milton Bolton, who is not with us today. Hopefully, we'll get him in the next episode. And for my my great. Great co-host, Del Boy. Thanks again, buddy. Uh, hey, no glad problem. To, glad to begin this endeavor with you, and uh, we'll be at it again. We'll be definitely at it again. I am Irving Henderson, and I am signing off saying so long, everyone. Have a good one.